Hey, brothers and sisters, this is this is your most favorite brother from another mother. Hallelujah. Praise God, Mary Deming. It looks like you are first. Amen. Hallelujah. You are the first on here. If you're watching this video on a repeat, I invite you to skip ahead the first few minutes. Uh, I am live. So I always wait a few minutes for people to get on here. And I'm on at various times. So sometimes, uh, Jessica, how are you? It must be really early. I got the early, uh, the early, most early bird on here now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Kina Surfy. Hallelujah. God bless you guys. Tonight, today, wherever you're at, God is good, brothers and sisters. He is large and in charge, and he is seated on the throne of God. Maul, Denise, how are you guys tonight? Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. Let's get started. You know, the Bible says, tells us that we should enter his gates with thanksgiving in our heart and we should enter his courts with praise. Yes. Hallelujah. That's it, Kina. Sounds good. Ski mask, Heather. Praise God. Greta. God bless. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Care Bear. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord all the praise. Let's pray first. Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Father, we come before you tonight. Lord, and we just receive your grace and mercy tonight, Lord. Yes, Lord. And Lord, we just enter into the presence of the Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. We just enter into the presence of our Lord. Lord, you said we're two or more gathered in your name. There you are in the midst of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we give you the praise and the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. And I just see that the Lord is just showing me that it is hammer time. It is time for the judgment of the Lord, the hammer of the Lord to come upon this earth, brothers and sisters. And we who are hid in Christ, hallelujah, it is a day of rejoicing for us and a day of sorrow and thick darkness and mourning for those, every kindred, tribe, and tongue of people on this earth who have rejected the good news. They have rejected the reconciliation of God to man through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And the expectation, the terrible day of the Lord, the judgment of the Lord is at hand for this fallen world, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And I thank my God always through Christ Jesus for each and every one of my brothers and sisters in Christ. Hallelujah. For he has given us the kingdom, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus loves me. Sing it. Tell him if you're a Christian. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. We are hidden in Christ tonight. I had some dreams from the Lord the other day. I've been meaning to get on here. I've been very busy with the ministry to share some of the things the Lord showed me. Things to come, but it's like, for the tribulation, brothers and sisters. I don't know what we will see of these things before we depart, but I will be sharing them because there's people that'll see this video, brothers and sisters. The Lord has told me, the Lord has instructed me, which we already should know that also in common sense. There are people who will see these videos who will not be raptured. There will be people who will see these videos immediately after the rapture. So a lot of times things that, that, Preachers being led by the Spirit will share, or people will share, it's sowing a seed, and it goes into the future.
for some other people, brothers and sisters, not just necessarily for you in this exact moment. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purposes. Romans 8.28, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. He causes all things to work together. Hallelujah. I want to read a text to you from the Lord, what the Lord is about to do, which I put my, I got to use my phone here. I want to read this text to you, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah. God is good. Okay, Psalms chapter 2. Verse 1, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the ruler take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. It's the, the Lord Jesus Christ and us and against his anointed. Saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heaven shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and Vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon the holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. Ask of me, and I will give thee the heathen, the Gentile people, for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash, thou shalt dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O you kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are they that put their trust in him, brothers and sisters. That's it. Now we, most people who are watching me, we put our faith and trust in him, the son. We've kissed the son. The Lord Jesus Christ, that's from written a thousand years before Jesus walked the earth. You know, it was one of my favorite Psalms. I haven't talked about it in a long, long time. Praise God. The Lord led it to me today. And that's it. The kings of this earth, brothers and sisters, have imagined a vain thing. They think, that's what they think. They think they're going to throw off the restraining power of the Holy Spirit. You know, that's what it really is. So in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, we see the restraint of the Holy Spirit through the church. They're not going to throw off the restraining power of the Holy Spirit. The Lord will remove the restraining power of the Holy Spirit at the rapture, brothers and sisters. And then the devil will have his day. And woe unto the inhabitants of the earth, because the wrath of the devil has come down. The Bible says the devil's wrath has come upon the earth because he's been cast down from heaven, and he knows his day is short. And then also God. And that's what I just, when I started this video, the Lord just showed me. I just saw it. The Lord showed me that on occasion. I see this giant hammer, a big giant golden hammer hitting the earth like that. From the Lord, brothers and sisters, we already know this. Even if the Lord don't give us any visions or whatever, we know these things are coming. We got the Bible. We can see, as Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen. Now, they've already been, been beginning to happen for 50 years or 75 years. It's getting worse and worse and worse. The fullness of the wickedness, just like the the land of Canaan, when the Lord had talked to Abraham, Abraham had a dream. And God said that, uh, you know, you your descendants will go down to Egypt. And then after so many generations, they'll come back. I'll make a great nation out of them. And I'll bring them back to this place. And they will, they will, this will be the land flowing milk and honey. And they'll rule in this place. What Abraham, as it said, he looked for a kingdom, but he never saw it. You know, he, he was a sojourner in the land of what is today Israel. 
but he didn't possess the land. He walked in it, and God said, everywhere your footsteps, you'll possess the place. It was his descendants that possessed the natural land of Israel. And God told Abraham in that dream, he said, when the fullness of the sin of the inhabitants of the land comes up before me. So that what God was doing was number, with, with Israel was two things. Number one, they were down in Egypt in slavery. And God was making a mighty nation out of them. And slavery representing sin. As the Bible tells us, Egypt represents sin, slavery to sin. Sodom and Gomorrah, iniquity, perversions. So there's, as Jerusalem is called, Sodom and Egypt by God during the tribulation period. We see that. So the fullness, two things God was waiting on, Israel to become a mighty nation and the fullness of the sin of the people that were in the land. So for us, the Lord is waiting for the bride, the last member to come into the bride, the time of the fullness of the Gentiles. He's waiting for the bride to be without spot. Those who's going to be raptured, to be rapture ready. And a great nation, he said, those who were not a nation, I will call a nation, a peculiar people. Lots of prophecies in the Old Testament about that. The Israel failed to fulfill that we, the church, fulfill. We are the peculiar people. We are a holy nation under God, a kingdom of priests unto God. Or as the King James says, kings and priests. As they say, the original text says we are a kingdom of priests. Either way, that's us. And then what's the other part of the equation? The fullness of the wickedness of those that God is about to bring the hammer down on. Just like he did with the children of Israel. When they entered into the promised land, he brought down the hammer through Joshua on those wicked people there. So the devil's people, you hear them all the time. I heard Larry King say it before. And these other people talking about, well, you know, God had them kill the animals, the men, the women, the children, and all that. Well, for one thing, because they were mixed with Nephilim blood. They had fallen angel blood. That's why God destroyed those people. They were in such pure evil wickedness from the top to the bottom. God destroyed the whole nation of those people. Some of these different groups there in the book of Joshua. That's why God did it, brothers and sisters. The fullness of wickedness is upon us. The lawlessness, calling good evil and evil good, censorship, only what Hitler or Joseph Stalin could have dreamed of, we have today even not even being controlled directly by the government, but by social media and all that, the children of the Satan. And so anyway, I want to share that I got to that. I want to share this thing that the Lord had showed me the other night, two or three nights ago. I had this, and I'm just going to say it. I had a dream. I saw Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg. He was announcing this introduction of a whole new platform. And I don't know if it's a whole new internet, or a whole just a platform like Google or Chrome or whatever. I don't know. He was introducing this whole new platform, and the symbol of it was a V. And it was like the V that the so that the SS used, the the Nazi, the Nazi stormtroopers used. It's like the V shape of the wings of the eagle of the Nazis. The Lord had showed me something about that a while back, and I can't remember all what it was. I mentioned it in the video. But anyway, so I saw that, and then I heard the words maximum overdrive. So, you know, uh, number one, they're in maximum overdrive to bring this to pass. And number two, maximum overdrive is a movie about machines rising up and, you know, killing people. And I think it was connected to that, too. I usually don't talk about movies and things like that, but I believe it's, you know, kind of a type of what the Lord was showing me. And so this is what's coming out. But the thing about this 
is uh, Brother Gary. I talked to Brother Gary, text with Brother Gary, and he had this stuff the Lord was showing him along the same lines about the movie V. So he's going to be making a video, I assume, about that. And that's his thing to talk about all that, which is also connected, of course, to fallen angels, demons. The alien disclosure stuff is all part of that, brothers and sisters of the deception. And the aliens are demons, okay? They're, it's a deception from the devil. That's a whole nother, whole nother part of this, okay? But that's not the topic of this video. Right now, I'm telling you, from the Lord. That the destruction is coming. And the text I read to you, this is their plot and this is their plan that the Lord showed me. Because the night before the Lord had led me, the night before I had the dream with the V in it, which is a symbol of the SS or whatever, some Nazi stuff. The Lord had led me to watch a video of the uh, uh, of the hangman of Prague, one of the, the number two in the SS. And, and I knew this before from history. He was assassinated in Prague by partisans had assassinated him, okay? Because what he tried to do and what the SS really tried to do, of course, it was a cult. You know, there's videos. You've, a lot of you guys probably seen it. There's lots of Nazi stuff, too much Nazi stuff. But, you know, they, they had a religion of this Theo society and all this stuff, whatever. Just like you talk about masonry, you talk about uh, all these different secret societies. They all end up being new age devil worshipers, okay? That's the, the bottom line with all of them. Rosicrucians, whatever you want to talk about. They all lead to the same path too. Lucifer's at the top of every pyramid that you go to. They all sing of Lucifer. So anyhow, brothers and sisters, this guy, their whole thing of the SS, their arch enemy was Christianity and they wanted to stop it. Okay, and so the night before I had this dream, the Lord was showing me and having me look at stuff about the Nazis, which the Lord has had me look at several Holocaust survivor testimonies. I've talked about it in videos over the last year or two. Just out of the blue, the Lord's like, here, I want you to listen to these testimonies. So I said, well, the Lord is showing me what people are going to deal with during the tribulation. So I've talked about that. But this whole new thing, of course, what did the Nazis do? They tried to kill all the Jews, but they also killed lots of real Christians, brothers and sisters. Lots of real Christians. Diedrich Bonhoeffer, one of the most famous one. What else did they do? They were in alliance with the Vatican. They were in alliance with the Vatican. So that's all part of what's going to happen during the tribulation. We know all that. We know all that's all part of it, brothers and sisters. So we see, and I want to talk about it because the Lord's leading me to, the Nazis, IBM, the American International Business Machines, IBM developed the tattoos that the Nazis used to tattoo people at Auschwitz. And the tracking system of Jews was done by IBM. So the, the, the birth of computers as we know it was for one purpose, to mark categorize and track people whom the devil wanted to kill. Now, very rarely do people talk about that. So ask yourself a question. And this is a question I ask you from the Lord. How do you think that Hitler happened to know where all the Jews were? How did they know that everywhere they went? Like, oh, let's round up the Jews. How did they know where the Jews were? brothers and sisters. And I think I mentioned this in a video. The Lord was showing me this a few months ago when I shared it a little bit, but the Lord is having me to pronounce it loudly to you right now. How is it that everywhere the Nazis went, they had a list of Jews to round up, brothers and sisters. These lists didn't fall out of the sky. They just didn't get them from the synagogues. How did they find out who was a Jew? Because before they started rounding people up and sending them to the concentration camps, they had registration. And then they had to register 
like they had people register their guns and then they took away their guns. They had people register for religion. Then they started to crystal knock and all that. You had to get a passport with a J in it if you were a Jew. And all this process that took several years to bring to pass, brothers and sisters. And so I talked about this when this lie from the pit of hell started last March. This whole big mess, worldwide, global, demonic event that's going on right now, it starts out slowly, brothers and sisters. It's always the same pattern of what the devil tries to do. So ostracizing, mocking, belittling God's people. That's what it's about. The enemy is now it's coming out in the news. Who is the arch enemy of the new world order? It is evangelical Christians. And then they tried to divide by saying white evangelicals. The, the news article says the, the most resistant group to the things that the devil wants is white evangelical Christians. But the truth is, brothers and sisters, the least vaccinated group in America are black Americans. They're only 25% vaccinated. But the devil's people don't want you to know that because they want to divide. And racism is hate from the devil, brothers and sisters. He does everything he can to stir up hate, death, hate, destruction, stealing, to kill, steal, and destroy us, brothers and sisters. So don't believe it. If you are a Christian, you are no longer bond or free, nor rich, nor poor, or bond, you know, Greek or Jew or black or Asian or whatever you claim you are. If you're a Christian, you got a new blood type, type J. We got Jesus's blood. We're a part of a new kingdom. Our passports, no matter what country you came from, there is no country like heaven. And if Americans don't know that America has already fallen and they think America is so awesome or any country is awesome, you don't have a heart for heaven. The Bible says, store up your treasures in heaven, Jesus said, so that where you're Treasures are your heart will be also, brothers and sisters. Don't store up your treasures in, oh, uh, you know, because I mean, I'm an American. I'm glad to be an American and all that. I'm a veteran and all that stuff, you know. But this is the kingdoms of the world. And until Jesus comes back, what does it tell us in Revelation? The kingdoms of man have become the kingdoms of our God and his Christ. But that hasn't happened yet. Like in the end, as you know, it's every tribe and nation and tongue will come to Jerusalem and worship Jesus and all that. That's when he's ruling with the rod of iron from the text I read to you, brothers and sisters. The Lord Jesus Christ is not at this moment ruling the world with a rod of iron. The Bible tells us that Satan is the prince and power of the air. And Jesus called him, the, you know, the prince of this world. So right now, even though we Christians are saved spiritually, we are still walking in a world that dominion of this world get lost by Adam, forfeited by Adam to Satan. And we are here as just like Abraham. We are sojourners in a strange land, brothers and sisters. We have a greater place that we're looking to go to. It's not in this world. And God has called us to be ambassadors for his kingdom, not ambassadors for all oh, for America or ambassadors for the Philippines or ambassadors for Germany or wherever someone may be from, Australia. God didn't call us to be ambassadors for our country of earthly origin. But he called us to be ambassadors for his kingdom, brothers and sisters, for the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we represent, the kingdom of the Lord, the army of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God, brothers and sisters. I usually don't like to get into all that stuff about the new world order and all that. I try to stay with the gospel, but 
you know, the, the Lord has showed me all kinds of stuff that I've made videos about years in the past. Here or there, there a little bit, all that stuff. So part of the deception. I had a dream in 2014 or 15. I made a video. This Pope, in my dream, which I shared, at the same night I had my dream, at least two or three other people did. There was a lady. I don't know her. Never talked to her. She made a video the same day I did. There was a teenage boy whose family is Catholic who had a dream the same night I did that the Pope had this book of the dragon. And in my dream, which on my YouTube channel, you can search it, maybe 2015, this new Pope, he was reading out of the book of the dragon. And it had these big, on the front of it was a black dragon and his eyes were like these rubies, you know. And, it, and anybody that looked in the book, you became like, your eyes were swirling around in your head and all this stuff. You became possessed. And the Lord said, touch not the unclean thing. That's what the word he gave me for Catholics, particularly, particularly for Catholics. Touch not the unclean thing. Do not look in the book was a command from the Lord. Do not even look in the book. Now we have authority and all that. But brothers and sisters, the Lord didn't tell us, oh, you know, go out and, you know, and go out and just uh, get involved in magic just to show the name of Jesus is above. We, that's not what we do. You know, we don't compromise and dabble in the things of the devil. When you try to read the stuff that the, the book of the dragon, you know, like reading the, the book of the dead, of the, uh, you know, the Egyptian book of the dead and all these kind of things, you know, you, you're putting incantations and demonic stuff in your mind, brothers and sisters. You're exposing yourself to demonic stuff. We're not supposed to even touch that stuff or even talk about it, the Bible says. Do we have authority over it? Yes, to confront it, to overthrow it not to listen to what they have to say. That's not what we do, brothers and sisters. God didn't call us to, you know, to, to use your natural mind, to have logical wisdom and arguments with witches and all that stuff. No, it's with demonstrations of power. As Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he said, I didn't come to you with enticing words or with the wisdom of man, but I came to you with demonstrations of the power of God, that your faith would not rest in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. That's a text that every time I get a chance to talk to a denominational preacher, a Baptist, a Presbyterian, or whatever, a non-spirit-filled pastor that likes to use a lot of four-point sermons, the, that's the text. If I could read one text to every pastor, it's that text. Stop coming to people with, with enticing words and wisdom of man and bring forth the power of God with demonstrations of the power of God, that our faith would not rest in the... Very, you know, unique sounding sermons, but in the power of God, brothers and sisters, our faith is resting in the power of God. He's the one that's able to overcome this world, not us. We can overcome this world through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, brothers and sisters. All things are possible to those who believe with God. All things are possible with God. Not in the wisdom of and cunning devices of man, brothers and sisters. So that's why the Lord is laughing in heaven in that text. He's laughing at their plans. But I'm telling you, I already knew this. I mean, kind of in the back of my mind. Right now, we already know this is coming. But I'm telling you right now, at this moment, at this time, the world leaders have come to the conclusion. Maybe it was the last G20 or whatever. I don't know. But the Lord has showed me that the world leaders have come to the conclusion that who their arch enemy is. But if they'd have read the Bible that was written, to, you know, the New Testament 2000 years ago, we already know who their arch enemy is. That's Jesus Christ. But in their minds, it's not Jesus himself, but his followers. See, because they don't believe that Jesus is real. So they believe 
we Christians are their enemy. And they just now, what's different today is they've reached that conclusion. And their plan is a final solution, brothers and sisters. They want to bring a final, and you know the thing, thank you, Lord. The thing about that dude that was assassinated, the hangman of Prague, I get all, it's not Heimlich Himmler, he was the head dude. This is the number two guy. His name, his last name is like Heinrich II or whatever. I can't think of his name. But anyhow, he was, because I've seen movies. When I flew back and forth to the Philippines, I watched lots of free movies on a plane. I don't watch TV now. But when I fly for, you know, all these 24 hours to get to the Philippines, I've watched lots of movies. And one of them when I watched was just a few years ago about this meeting that they had to announce the final solution. Where they had a secret meeting, and they decided we're going to kill the Jews. They made the final decision. This is what we're going to do. We're going to exterminate them. Like I said, before that, they started to, you know, persecuting them, taking away their businesses, you know, making them wear the yellow star. They did all that step by step by step over years. It was like a seven year period or whatever. Okay. From the mid thirties, they started all the way up, you know, to 1945 is whatever it is, 12 years. Okay. So the guy who was in charge of the final solution meeting is the guy that was assassinated. He's the one that said, we're going to kill him. And it was, you know, they didn't keep any notes and all that, but, you know, somebody had whistleblowed or whatever came out. This was a real meeting that took place when they made the final solution. That's where they used that term, decided that this is the final solution. We're going to exterminate the Jews, not just make slaves out of them. So, brothers and sisters, the world leaders have decided the same thing about us, the church. And maybe that's what this is all about that started last March. You know, I don't know. Exactly when they may, you know, came to this final conclusion that the final solution was to get rid of us. But guess what, brothers and sisters? Two things are going to happen. Number one, the church is going to be removed. We're going to be raptured. Number two, they will turn to their other enemy, the Jewish people, because this is why they hate the Jews today. They they the devil's people try have always tried to kill the Jews, like they killed the firstborn when Moses was born and all that stuff. Why did the devil have giants in the land when the children of Israel came? Because, and I'll say this again, I've talked about it many times. Here's the deal. When you read the Bible, after what I tell you, then you'll understand why the Bible says what it says. Why was there a flood? All those things that God did. Because Satan was in the garden in Genesis 3:15, when God gave the first prophecy in the Bible. He said that. The seed of the woman will crush the head of the seed of the serpent. So that was the first prophecy saying, hey, God's going to send a deliverer. He's going to send the Messiah. So the devil heard that. And what did the devil do? Everything he did, contaminate the bloodline. That's why they were Nephilim. That's why the fallen angels slept with the daughters of men, to contaminate the bloodline of the world so the Messiah couldn't come. So in, all through that time, everything that happened that was like to try to thwart what God was doing. Then there's giants again after the children of Israel got out of Egypt. There's giants in the land again. Why? They were trying to contaminate the bloodline again. That's why God had them kill those people that were Nephilims. That's why, to bring forth the Messiah with a pure bloodline. So today, at A.D., after Jesus died on the cross, the thing that the devil's trying to do is what? He wants to stop the Bible from being fulfilled. So what's supposed to happen? Jesus will return to Jerusalem. So the devil wants to stop that from happening. So everything the devil does is to stop the return of Jesus. That's why they're contending for the land, brothers and sisters. The devil's children are contending for the Temple Mount. Why? Because they think they're going to stop. The devil thinks he can stop 
the Bible from being fulfilled by doing that. That's the bottom line of all of this, brothers and sisters, everything going on. So once the church is removed, the wrath of the enemy is going to be focused toward Israel and the 144,000 witnesses that the Lord's going to bring forth, which will bring us the greatest revival that the world has ever seen. And so I want to share this with you. A lot of times people, even myself, we see about a great revival. I don't know that we'll see any of that. Maybe we will, but I think it'll be after the rapture with 144,000. But this is something the Lord had given me a word in 2005. I've mentioned this before. I'll mention it again. That in the end times, in the tribulation, God will bring Old Testament signs and wonders and New Testament inner work of the Lord together. So when you read the book of Acts, you see things God did. It's like people getting healed, people getting saved, people speaking in tongues and all that stuff. Old Testament, you see God parting the Red Sea. You see the sun standing still for Joshua and all those things. So in the tribulation, you'll have those Old Testament signs and wonders like that, pillar of smoke and a, a from of God and, and you know, the, the, the light, much more Shekinah glory manifesting and all this kind of stuff from the Old Testament combined with those things through the 144,000 brothers and sisters. So I want to share this as I keep going. As the Lord has been showing me, um, and, I, and I'll just repeat it real quickly. I had these two different visions from the Lord two nights in a row. And one of those visions, I saw the Lord walking across like I was in the Sea of Galilee in the boat with Peter and the Peter and the boys. And Jesus came walking across the water, Sea of Galilee, during the storm. And then all of a sudden, he started catching up all these men in white suits. It looked like American naval officer uniforms. And they were being caught up. And it was this one half of Jesus's body. And so the Lord gave me an interpretation, and I made a video a month or two ago about that, that, of course, it represents the Sea of Nations in the Bible. Like it says, the beast, the Antichrist, comes out of the sea. It's the Sea of Nations. Okay, that's standard throughout the whole Bible. That When you see the sea, it's talking about the Gentile nations. Anyway, so the Lord gave me an interpretation. He said, this is the harvest out of the Gentile nations. You know, when the Lord comes out there and here we are in this, like right now, we're in the Sea of Galilee. It's night. It's dark. There's a storm. The Lord harvests out. So harvest means rapture out of the Sea of Nations as the storm is there. Get out of here. But then I saw that the other half of the Lord's body was empty. And I said, what is this, Lord? He said, that's for Israel. You know, only half my body is complete. To make the one new man, Ephesians chapter 4, it says in there, the Jew and Gentiles come together, the church. And Israel come together, and the Lord has torn down the middle wall of partition. He's talking about in the temple court of the Gentiles and the court of the Jews, you know, not of Jewish men. I've talked about this before. When Jesus went into the temple, he quoted part of half of that sentence that says, you know, he says, uh, you turned my father's house into a den of thieves, you know, and he says that uh, my father's house should be called a house of prayer. The second half of that sentence is from the Old Testament, my father's house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. For all nations. So Jesus said that. Where were they exchanging the money? In the court of the Gentiles. The place where a Gentile who wanted to worship the God in the Old Testament, before the New Covenant, any Gentile could go there and go in that place and offer sacrifice to God. They just couldn't get real close. They had a separate area where the Gentiles could go. Pointing the way to us today, brothers and sisters. So there was a wall in between. The wall of partition. That's what they're talking about. In Ephesians chapter 4, tearing down that wall to make the one new man, brothers and sisters. That's what the tribulation is all about. The Lord will tear down that wall and make the one new man. And then I had another dream. I saw a menorah, or another vision. The next night I saw a menorah. And only half the menorah was there, and the other half of the menorah was missing. And I think I already knew what it was. I said, Lord, is what is this? He said, this is my church. 
The missing half, again, is Israel, brothers and sisters. So we become that one new man. That's God's plan. That's what God is doing right now as we prepare for the tribulation period. He's preparing Israel. You know, gather. He's already gathered them. And all that he's been doing it since, actually, it was like 1890s when the first people started going back. And they started, you know, re, uh, God let them regenerate the language of Hebrew, which was a dead language for, actually, since the time of Daniel. The Jewish people had stopped speaking Hebrew outside of the synagogues when they read it like, like the Latin Mass. They used to do ceremonies reading from the Hebrew only, was the only Hebrew they were using. In the time of Daniel, they switched over to Aramaic. When Jesus walked the earth, he spoke Aramaic. You can see it in the Gospels. There's Jesus when he put his words, when, he, when they don't have it in Greek or English, you know, in English for us. It's in Aramaic, brothers and sisters. Jesus spoke Aramaic. People did not walk around. It's just like people today do not walk around speaking Latin. For 2,500 years, no one was speaking Hebrew. It was a dead language. But the Bible said God would bring it back, and he did. And now Hebrew has been revived by God. The nation of Israel has been revived by God. Just like he said. So now, brothers and sisters, we are at the end of the age. And the Lord told me, and I'm going to do more videos, pronouncing the judgment of God from that Psalm chapter 2 and wherever else the Lord leads me. God is bringing down the hammer on the Gentile nations, brothers and sisters. Now, I want to tell you something for all you Christians who are watching me. You go read the New Testament. It says there's three categories. Okay, there's three categories. There is the Gentiles. There is Israel. And then the church. We as Christians are no longer Gentiles, brothers and sisters. We are no longer strangers and enemies of the covenants of God, but we've been brought nigh. By the blood of Jesus, we are now partakers and fellow joint heirs with Christ in the covenants of God. So, and we're also ch adopted children of Abraham, so that the blessings of Abraham will come upon the church. Everything I said straight out of the Bible. So we, brothers and sisters, God says, I will bless those who bless Christians and Jews, and I will curse those who curse Christians and Jews, brothers and sisters. You got to get that in your head. Jesus said this. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. So I say to Zuckerberg and who I don't even know all the names of the people from Google and YouTube and Biden, Obama, whoever you want to name, you will not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. We, brothers and sisters, have not been appointed under wrath. And those people that don't believe in the rapture, good for you. Have a nice day. Those it says God is the Lord Jesus Christ is coming for those who love his appearing. Jesus is coming for those who are looking for him, the Bible tells us. So it makes total sense. People that do not believe in the pre-tribulation rapture, obviously, God has put it in their heart to be ready to be in the tribulation. Why? Because they're not right with God. They're saying in their mind, when the tribulation begins, that's the time I'll get serious with God. I don't want to hear a video about God, the church not being here, about the wrath of God. When it happens, that's the time I'll get right with God. That is in the heart and mind of these people, brothers and sisters. So God has already given them a heart to be prepared to endure till the end or have their head chopped off. As a new, the, the book of Revelation tells us, if you refuse to take the mark of the beast, if you refuse to worship the beast, or his image, you will have your head chopped off. That's what will happen to tribulation saints. People that become Christians during the tribulation are called tribulation saints. They are not part of the bride of Christ. They are not part of the church, brothers and sisters.
But we will be one new man together in Christ when Jesus comes back to rule the earth with a rod of iron like it talks about there. Psalms chapter 2, brothers and sisters, in the end, Jesus will come back and rule. The process of his return, the process of restoration of the creation, as it says in Romans chapter 8, the whole creation is in travail to the sons of God are revealed. That's the rapture, also called the, the, the biblical term that's used many times in the Bible. of What we call the rapture is the resurrection, the first resurrection, brothers and sisters. That's what's happening. Jesus Christ was the first fruits of the resurrection. But the resurrection is the rapture, brothers and sisters. The first resurrection will be called up to meet the Lord in the air, the Bible says. So shall we forever be with the Lord. And then the hammer of God is coming. And he is sitting in heaven and laughing at all of these people because, see, what they did to the Jews, that was God's purpose to allow all those things to happen, to be to birth the nation of Israel and all those things that God did, brothers and sisters. But the church, the bride of Christ, the devil is not going to prevail against us, brothers and sisters. The Lord has promised us that in Matthew chapter 16. But the Lord also told us in Revelation chapter 13 that the Antichrist, the first beast, will be given power and authority to make war on the tribulation saints and to overcome them. He who will go into captivity will go into captivity. He who will die by the sword will die by the sword. This is the wisdom and the patience of the tribulation saints, brothers and sisters. There's many people that will see this video that you're in that category. That's why God's having me make this video. Not for Christians who are going to be raptured, but for everybody else, brothers and sisters. Prepare yourself to endure to the end. Set your heart on things above. Put your faith and trust right now in the Lord Jesus Christ 100%. The Lord is with you and not against you. And everyone that's martyred for Christ, there's a crown for that. There's a special place for you under the throne of God during the tribulation. If you are to be beheaded or killed in the earthquakes, wars, famines, pestilences. Now, what we've suffered in this earth in the last year and a half is just on a scale of one to ten. Let's call it a one. All the effects of the of the totalitarian dictatorship governments has made it a four or five. But in reality, as pestilences are concerned, let's call it a one, brothers and sisters, unlike the plague in the Middle Ages and all that kind of stuff. So greater plagues are coming. That's another word I want to share with you from the Lord, brothers and sisters. And I said this when this thing started. The new world order, God is not going to, I will say it this way. I didn't say it this way. I said they're not going to stop till they bring in the new world order. God is not going to stop them till all things be fulfilled. God is going to allow this to grow and go forward, brothers and sisters. This is the beginning of sorrows. And it's been the beginning of sorrows since at least last March, whenever you want to say it, to bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ, to bring forth the one new man. Really, the birth is the one new man. That's the completed body of Christ. Okay. People keep talking about that, you know, about just Jesus himself, but we are part of him. And I talk, the Lord wants me to emphasize that to you. In Acts chapter nine, when Paul, also called Saul of Tarsus, was persecuting Christians, Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus. And what did Jesus say to him? He said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Why are you persecuting me? So for all of you people that are so carnal minded and have such a Western mind, Paul didn't literally ever speak to Jesus Christ when he walked the earth. 
He may have never even seen him. I don't know. It doesn't say whether he ever saw Jesus when he was alive or not. But Jesus said to Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul was killing Christians, throwing Christians in prison. People like us. And Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? Jesus said, what you've done to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. If it be good or bad. Jesus said, if you give a cup of cold water to a prophet in the name of a prophet, you will receive a prophet's reward. So that word is for for you, my brothers and sisters, and for the devil's people. If you bless Christians, you will be blessed. If you curse Christians, you'll be blessed. You'll be cursed. So go ahead and heap up for yourself, you know, destruction and death for the last days. Go for it because the Lord is seated in heaven laughing, brothers and sisters. And it says he will have them in derision. They're fighting amongst themselves. just like the demon world. As a matter of fact, the Lord is reminding me. I had another dream from the Lord the other day, you know, and I didn't share because the Lord shows me lots of things. I don't share it, but this is what I saw. Just on that topic, because the Lord is even to tell you, I saw like in the underworld, you know, and there was all these freaky looking like cartoon characters, like demons or whatever. But it was the, the demons that are inside people in the world. And they were fighting amongst themselves. And in and in my dream, there was an old man that was the, the king and they got rid of him. And then they brought in this woman to be the king of the underworld. And this woman that they brought in, all of a sudden she, you know, she went feminazi on everybody, which we know is going to happen in the natural in America. She went feminazi. And then all of the young men who had supported this feminazi, they decided we don't want her anymore. We want the old king back. We want the old king back. We don't we don't want this feminazi. And they began to fight amongst themselves and attack each other and destroy each other, brothers and sisters. And I wasn't going to share that, but the Lord led me to, and it goes right to that text of Psalm chapter two. The Lord will have them in derision. They'll be fighting amongst themselves, brothers and sisters. So for all you Christians, you see all the evil going on and the lawlessness and none of the wicked people aren't being prosecuted or anything like that. They're going to bring more trouble on them, on each other before the Lord even gets started on them. So praise God for that. Let them enjoy the fruit of their wickedness, brothers and sisters. It's up to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. I've been talking for 42 minutes. So I'll look at the comments for a minute, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And just wait on the Lord. Yes. Oh, you saw it with the eagle. That's what it is. I saw that uh, the symbol of this new internet thing. I don't know if it's uh, like a a browser or a whole new internet 2.0 or if it's a just a new app or whatever but it was a whole new revolutionary thing that Zuckerberg was announcing and the symbol of it was that V but it looked like the wings of an eagle and then uh, my wife suggested well that V could be the first letter of you know what's been going on what they've been trying to get everybody to do right now in the world you know but it's also you know uh starts with a V but it's also that eagle that that uh the SS they carry these big black staffs they did. And on top of it, there's like this eagle and the eagle's wings go up in a form of a V. You know, it's one of the symbols of the SS or whatever. You know, there's so, you know, I've looked at over my lifetime, you know, they used to, when I was before, my dad used to call the History Channel the Hitler Channel. I mean, they have a million documentaries about Hitler. And uh, one reason why they do is because the commies that are trying to run the world now try to let the Nazis always be the bad guys. But we know the truth. You will know right now because I'm going to tell you. 
The person who killed more people in the history of the world was Mao Zedong. Communist. Radical left-wing communist. He killed a lot more people than Hitler ever did. You know, does that make Hitler great? No. But you don't hear on the History Channel when they talk about Mao Zedong too much because that's what their ideology is. The rulers of the world today, they're students of Mao Zedong. And Karl Marx, which I just found out the other day, Karl Marx was a reporter who knew. He was a journalist. Makes total sense of the mainstream media. Karl Marx was a journalist, brothers and sisters. He published lots of articles in the New York Post in the United States back in his day, translated into English, which makes total sense of our media today. Um, number two to kill more people was Joseph Stalin, another commie, idol to the communists that are running the United States and other countries today. Hitler is like number three or number four. Pol Pot of the Khmer Rouge. And then Hitler was either third or fourth in the list of mass murderers. But you always hear there's a million movies and documentaries about Hitler. Which, I mean, yeah, he's one of the most evil people that ever lived. But you don't see a lot of documentaries and all these inside stories on and on and on about what Mao Zedong did or what Stalin did. Why is that? Well, because one form of hate and evil totalitarian dictatorship, what difference does it make if it's Nazi or, you know, USSR or whatever? They're killing their own people. They're killing anybody that doesn't agree with them. You don't have any free, it's a, you know, freedom of speech, no freedom of even thought and all that. It's always the same thing. What difference does it make? What label you put up there? It's satanic. It's demonic. It's satanic. It's wickedness. That's where the devil comes. The devil, the antichrist is not going to give, the antichrist is going to tell people I've come to bring heaven on earth. But it's going to be hell on earth, brothers and sisters. So if you see, if somebody's going to see this, it's a lie. Jesus told us that Satan was a liar from the beginning and the father thereof. And Jesus told us in that same chapter, John chapter 10, Jesus come, the devil comes not, but to kill, steal, and destroy the enemy. But I have come that you might have life and life abundantly. Everything out of the mouth of the devil is a lie. And that's what Jesus said about the children of Israel there who didn't know who he was. They said, uh, our father is Abraham. And what did Jesus say? If Abraham was your father, you would do the works that Abraham did. But your father is the devil. And he was a liar from the very beginning. And the chief liar, Satan, Jesus said. So in other words, if I see television, if you want to, I don't watch it. If you watch a news channel and everything they say is a lie, they're doing what their father does, as Jesus said. That's how you know who's a child of God and a child of the devil, because the people on television, 99%, social media and all that, the owners of all this are full of lie and deception and deceit and control. Stopping people's freedom of speech and all that. The Lord, we have tolerance in the West because of Christianity, brothers and sisters. Before, they had in Israel too. It came from Judaism, from the Bible, from God. Do we have tolerance to allow other things going on? Before that, there is no tolerance, brothers and sisters. You go to these other parts of the world, they will kill you. They will throw you off the top of a building and chop off your head if you don't agree with what they think in the Middle East and all those places. There's a, as a matter of fact, there's only one Muslim country in the world that is a democracy. That's Indonesia. Every other Muslim country is a strongman, dictatorship, or supposedly emirship, king, kingdom, whatever, brothers and sisters. Christianity gave us freedom of speech and tolerance and all that. It came from really from the law of Moses, brothers and sisters, under Judaism. 
And so when we're gone, no matter what government you have, communist, Nazi, whatever you want to call it, it's the government is God. And that's what the Antichrist kingdom is going to be about. The government is God personified by one man, cult of personality, just like Mao Zedong, just like Hitler, just like Stalin. People worship the state and the state is represented by a Messiah, a savior. You took it all those Napoleon. All of these guys were types of the Antichrist. The Pharaohs considered themselves God, you know, God on earth, raw on earth and all that. It's always the same thing, brothers and sisters. These people that say they're atheists are really not atheists. There is no atheism in the kingdom of Antichrist. The government is your God. Your God is the Antichrist. Who Lucifer, through him, is to Lucifer. So there is, there is no atheism, brothers and sisters. Atheism, let me give a definition of atheism. A hate of God. People who hate God are atheists. Go listen to them. Go listen to this, uh, this guy who wrote the, these clowns who wrote books, this professor, who Dawkins. He hates God. Listen to him talk. He's full of hate and rage. Christopher Hitchens, who died of cancer, unfortunately did not get saved. He wrote a book called God's Not Great. Listen to these people, full of hate and vinegar toward God. And that is what drives the leaders of America today and the leaders of these other countries, like in the Philippines too, they hate God. Listen to the fruit of their lips. As Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you listen to what comes out of their mouth. You know whether they're a child of God or a child of the devil, brothers and sisters. Very simply, by listening to the very words out of their own mouth, as Jesus said, by their fruit you will know them. And he called the children of Israel children of the devil, because if they were children of Abraham, they would do the deeds of Abraham. But you are children of your father, the devil, who was a liar and a liar from the very beginning. That's what he said, because they were denying him, calling Jesus illegitimate. They called Jesus, I mean, they called him illegitimate, and they said he was a demon-possessed Samaritan, and that he was a illegitimate. I'll say it in a nice way. They called him illegitimate. Is that we don't know who your father is. Who's your father? That's what that means, brothers and sisters. He says you just why Jesus was angry. He said you don't know me or my father. See? That's what it is, brothers and sisters. These things all come together. It's all right there in the Bible. These are the days in which we live, brothers and sisters. So that's why we are entering in does okay talk about the days of Elijah. For me, you're talking about the 144,000 witnesses. Are you talking about the preparation of the return of Christ, the end of the tribulation? That's the days of Elijah, brothers and sisters, to prepare Israel to receive their Messiah. So that's the message of God to Israel. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's time for Israel to do like a John the Baptist baptism. They need to repent. Israel is full of people who are not you know, or, you know, practicing Judaism. Lots of Jewish people by race. There's lots of wickedness in Israel too, brothers and sisters. They're not active Jewish people. They need to repent. So if I could give a message to anybody in Israel, prepare your heart to receive the Messiah. The, the time of Israel is now here. The end of the age of the Gentiles is at hand, brothers and sisters. That's where we're in the, the twilight slash gleaming of the church age and the dawn of the tribulation period, which leads to the dawn of the return of Jesus Christ at the end of the age. This whole period is called the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord. All the way to the thousand-year reign of Christ, brothers and sisters. We're entering into that final countdown. And so the Lord had told me, and I'll say it now, the Lord has led me to say this too. 
Yesterday, the Lord commanded me to do something else. So it's also a confirmation of what I'm telling you guys. The Lord said, I want you to teach the order of events of the tribulation. The order of events of the tribulation. Now, I've studied that way back when I first started. I used to teach that and study that in the Philippines. And I had pastors' conferences teaching about the end times and all that, all over in several places in the Philippines, all over the southern part of the Philippines. I don't, and some other islands too. I did teach that. I think I even taught it in, yeah, and even near Manila too. But anyway, you know, I first started. So I haven't taught the order of events at the end times really hardly at all for a long time. And the Lord just commanded me yesterday I want you to teach the order of events of the tribulation period. So that tells me that there's an audience of tribulation saints and Jewish people, whomsoever the Lord wants to hear that video, those videos, I'll do a whole series of videos of teaching the order of events of the tribulation. I guess the rapture would be, you know, the kickoff of all that. I will be talking about that too. So brothers and sisters, it's time. It's high time. If you are not rapture ready, if you don't know, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 that His Spirit will bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. If you don't know in your heart 100%, hey, I'm born again, I'm a Christian, not because somebody told me, but the Spirit of the Lord bears witness with my spirit. Romans chapter 8 says His Spirit will bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And you know you're saved, and it says He's going to come for it. Hebrews, I believe it's chapter 10, maybe chapter 9. You can look it up on the Google. It says, the Lord is coming back for those who love His appearing. Those who are looking for Jesus are going to be raptured. There's several verses. That's this one I wanted to throw out there to you. It's in my mind from the Lord. So brothers and sisters, if you are rapture ready, you know you're rapture ready, great. And I'll tell you this. I'll say it again. People ask me all the time about having oil in their lamp, like the five wise virgins. And so the Lord asked me to ask you this. What good does it do to have oil in your lamp if your lamp is not lit? How do you know you got oil in your lamp? Because it's lit. That's the purpose of oil, brothers and sisters. So the Lord wanted me to rebuke you guys, Christians. Again, I said it the other day from the Lord last week. For all of us, stop worrying about having oil in your lamp. You need to have your lamp lit and God will provide the oil. God gives oil to those who have their lamps lit. If your lamp ain't lit, you don't need any oil from the Lord brothers and sisters. There are no Dead Sea Christians going to get raptured. So I explained that to many of you guys. See, the, the, the River Jordan runs from Mount Hermon, and in the middle, as it's running down Israel, it goes through the Sea of Galilee, and then it ends in the Dead Sea, and it doesn't go anywhere. That's why they call it the Dead Sea. You know, it's salted because there's no water going, there's no water flowing through it. Just to it, but not through it. So lots of Christians are Dead Sea Christians. They want God to pour out the oil Fill them with the Spirit of God, but it ain't going nowhere. But a real Christian is like the Sea of Galilee. The Spirit of God flows into you from Mount, you know, from the mountain, where God, from God, runs through you and then back out of you, on down the line. So God fills us for a purpose that we might be a blessing. God told Abraham, I bless you that you might be a blessing. God gives us his gifts of the Spirit. People say, Well, I'd love to have the gift of whatever, prophecy, etc. What good would it do if God gave you the gift of prophecy if you didn't give no prophecy? What good would it do for God to give you the gift of healing and you're not praying with anybody to be healed? What good would it do to God give you great wisdom about evangelism, but you don't evangelize anybody? So if you want to be rapture ready and have oil in your lamp, do what Jesus said. 
He said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. A city on a hill cannot be hid. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. It's the things that Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, brothers and sisters. Let your light shine. That's what God has called you to do. You want to be raptured? Let your light shine. Let the whole world see Jesus that's in me. How about that? I want the whole world to see the Jesus that's in me. Lord, let them not see me, but let them see you. As Paul said, Galatians 2.20, it's not I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. He's the one that does the works. Christ. He is in us, to us, and through us, brothers and sisters. He is Emmanuel. He is with us, and He is in us by His Spirit, brothers and sisters. When people see you, if you're... You want to be filled with the glory of God? What it means to be filled with the glory of God is when people look, they don't see you. They see God. They see Jesus Christ. Then you know you're filled with the Spirit of God, brothers and sisters. When people don't see you. As a matter of fact, I had two incidences at the grocery store in the last month or two that the Lord is bringing to my remembrance right now. I ran into this group of brothers who just went to some street evangelism classes they had went to. Young guys, they're like 18, 20 years old. They saw me in a grocery store. And one of them came up to me and he said, excuse me. He said, you know, I'm, I'm practicing what I did, you know, my ministry. I said, okay. He said, I see Jesus Christ all over you. He said, brother, you're full of Jesus Christ. Really full of Jesus Christ. You're, you're very full of Jesus Christ. I said, well, amen, brother. Your practice is right because I'm a pastor. He couldn't believe it. Oh, you're a pastor. But he saw it. He saw it, brothers and sisters, because he has eyes to see. And then another time I was in the grocery store, I talked to this young woman who's supposed to be a Christian, very liberal Christian, like a hippie type girl, supposed to be a Christian. And she's in her 20s, maybe 30. I've run into her a few times. And then whenever I start talking to her, I start telling her about Jesus, you know, some things that the Lord is leading me to share with her. And the last time I talked to her, you know, she's a millennial feminist. She's trying to be a Christian. She said, well, you know, uh, it's like you're just talking to me. You're, you're not letting me share with you what I want to share with you. And I said, you know, I will know nothing among men but Christ and him crucified. You know, she's like, well, I, I thought we were friends. I was like, well, I don't have a problem with being friends with people. But God didn't call me to be people's friends and talk about the weather or about it might snow next week or whatever. When I meet people and you, brother, sister, if you're full of the spirit of God, as Jesus said again, the Lord is bringing me back to that. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So if you start talking about football or sewing or crochet or whatever it is, then something else is crocheting is in your heart. Basketball is in your heart, football, whatever. Maybe some of you guys, professional wrestling in Walmart, I don't know. Maybe the blue light special at Kmart has filled your heart. The delights of Walmart or Kmart, whatever. But brothers and sisters, that's what I, that's what I told this woman. I can't help. I told her. I said, I can't help but talk about Jesus. I mean, I don't want to talk to anybody about anything else. I don't want to talk to you about some of the off-the-wall topic. Now, when people need to be ministered to, if someone comes to you and says, uh, you know, well, I'm sick or, you know, they need they have a need, that's one thing. But people that try to chit-chat with me, I, I don't need to chit-chat with you. I want to talk to you about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's it. And every Christian, you're going to walk in the glory of God. That's what it's going to be about, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah.
Praise the living God. That's it, brothers and sisters. We got to walk the walk and live it. We got to walk in the power of God. Hallelujah in the mighty, mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, tonight in the mighty name of Jesus for your Holy Spirit. Lord, have your way. Hallelujah. 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 We give you the praise and glory tonight, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Let's worship the Lord a little bit, brothers and sisters. Let's worship the Lord. Let's knock. Seek, ask, and knock. And I just hear the Lord say we need to knock. And it'll be open to us tonight, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Yes. That's it. Let's knock. And the door will be open to us tonight. Those of you who want to be led by His Spirit, those of you who want to be filled with the Spirit, those of you who want to be filled with the glory of God, let's knock right now. The Lord says knock, and it'll be open unto you. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands and worship as we bless your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy name. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, have your way, Lord. Let your glory fall on your people, Lord. I come with your holy people, Lord. Peculiar nation. And Lord, you said knock and it will be opened unto us. So Lord, we knock right now. Lord, we want to see you, Lord, high and lifted up. We want to be filled with your glory. We, your temple, give you reverence. So arise to your rest and be blessed. By our praise, as your glory now fills this place. Yes, Lord. All oh, the glory of your presence. We, your temple, give you reverence. So arise to your rest. And be blessed by our praise as your glory now fills this place. Hallelujah, Lord. We receive your glory tonight, Lord. We receive your blessings tonight. Yes, Lord. The Lord has blessed us that we might be a blessing. So I speak the blessings of the Most High God upon every Christian, under the sound of my voice right now, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I declare to you, this season, brothers and sisters, God has called us, the bride, to provoke Israel to jealousy. Hallelujah. I will provoke Israel when I catch up my bride. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They will be sorrowful and ashamed in that day when many. Jewish people will declare the kingdom of Jesus Christ is at hand. Hallelujah. When they see the bride of Christ taken from off of this earth, 
they shall be provoked to jealousy. Hallelujah. When they themselves are left behind, they will come to Jesus on bended knee. Hallelujah. And say, Lord, forgive us. You were with us all along, all the time. It was right here in front of our eyes that you, Yeshua, you were the Mashiach all this time. And we missed it, Lord Jesus. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. For we knew not what we were doing. Have mercy on us, the Jewish nation, Lord. Send down your glory upon us. Send down a spirit of supplication and repentance upon the house of David this day, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory tonight, Lord. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your mercy and your grace tonight, Lord God. Yes, Lord, your love endures forever. The covenants and promises that God made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he will not rest until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth, a praise in the earth. Hallelujah, yes. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Hallelujah. All ye who call upon the Lord for Zion's sake. Yes. Hallelujah. Give him no rest. Give him no rest until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth, a praise in the earth. For Zion's sake, I shall not be silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Yes, hallelujah, Lord. Yes, Lord, we will give you no rest until you make Jerusalem a praise in the earth, a praise in the earth. Yes, Lord, we honor you tonight, Father. Yes, Lord, we bow down, we lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus, and we cry, holy, 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 and we Cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lamb. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. The Lamb is worthy. The Lamb is worthy. The Lamb is worthy of all honor, glory, and praise. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. We give you the praise and glory tonight. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We give you the praise and the honor and glory tonight for you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, we thank you for your mercy and your grace tonight, Lord. Hallelujah. You are with us and not against us. You are our rock, our deliverer, our salvation, our grace, our peace, our joy, our love, our thanksgiving is all in you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. You have hit us in the pavilion of your heart. You've set us upon the rock 
of your gospel, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You have prepared a table for us in the presence of our enemies, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And we shall feast. Hallelujah. With Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed is he who is called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, tonight. Yes, Lord. We thank you tonight. Many are called, but few are chosen tonight, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the narrow way. And we thank you that you have called us, that you chose us to be your disciples, Lord Jesus. That you've called us to yourself. You've set us apart and a lost and a dying world, Lord God. You've called us to be your inner circle. And so many Christians are looking at the devil's inner circle and what the devil's doing. Peeping out at what the devil's doing in this world. And the Lord says, come up here and I'll show you things that will happen hereafter. Hallelujah. For my kingdom shall never pass away. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Says the ancient of days. Hallelujah. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. Be blessing and honor and glory and power forever. Hallelujah. 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 The Lord said, hallelujah, that we are not forsaken. Hallelujah. And I've never seen the children of the Lord forsaken or begging bread in the street. My God always provides for his people. Those who put their faith and trust in the living God. You shall live. Hallelujah. Even as I live, you shall live, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Even as the Lord was resurrected, we shall be resurrected also. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For oh, the Bible tells me so. Yes, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We are weak, but you are strong, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. You are the deliverer this day, Lord God. Yes, you have prepared an hour and a day and a moment and a twinkling of an eye, Lord. That you would catch away your bride out of this earth. That we would enter into the banquet hall. And your banner over us is love, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you tonight, Lord. And all those who are not part of the bride of Christ, I say unto you, the Lord has set before you this day blessings and cursings, death or life. Choose this day which path you will take. Hallelujah. And the Lord advises you to choose life. Hallelujah. Father, we give you the praise and the glory, Lord. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through one way. Through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ only. God has offered once and for all a sacrifice to cover the multitude of your sins. That you might be set free from the law of sin and death. 
that you might be translated into the kingdom of the only begotten Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. Hallelujah. For every hidden deed will be judged by the Lord, whether it be good or whether it be evil. There is nothing hidden from the Lord's eyes. For he is about to judge the living and the dead. So many of you find yourself tonight in the valley of decision. Before the whole world enters into the valley of decision. After the removal of the bride. Today you can choose to go with the bride. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that you can walk on the streets of gold with my Lord and my God and my Christ and my King, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's calling you unto himself. There's some of you under the sound of my voice that you're watching this video by a direct divine appointment from the Most High God. Today is your day to become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Today is a day for the shackles and the bondages of oppression depression, drugs, sickness, disease to be broken off of your life at the command of the Lord Jesus Christ. For the Spirit of the Lord is upon us, His people, to set the captives free, to open the eyes of the blind, to set at liberty those who are bound by the enemy, the devil himself. You are called and appointed to be free this day, right now. And I invite you to pray with me right now. Hallelujah. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me of my sins. I have sinned against you. Only have I sinned, Lord. Everything I've done wrong in my life, knowing in my heart, Lord, that it was wrong. Forgive me, Lord, for not following you and obeying your spirit before today, Lord. Lord Jesus, I know you died on the cross in my place. I know you're taking my sins upon yourself that I can be free. Thank you, Jesus. Save me, Jesus. Forgive me, Lord Jesus. Lord, fill me with your spirit, Lord. Lord, I want to follow you all the days of my life, Lord. Help me by your spirit, Lord. Lead me, Lord. Become my king and my Lord and my God. Sit on the throne of my heart. I get off of the throne of my heart. I kick Drugs, alcohol, anxiety, depression, sickness, disease off the throne of my heart. And I invite you, Lord, to take your place on the throne of my heart. Yes. Hallelujah, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus, and take your place. Yes, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus, and take your place. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, have your way. Take your place in our hearts tonight, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you tonight, Lord. Standing here in the midst of us, we lift you up with our praise. And as we worship, build your throne. And as we worship, build your throne. Come, Lord Jesus. And take your place. Yes, Lord, have your way tonight in our hearts, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord, have your way tonight, Lord Jesus. Let your will be done in us as it is in heaven, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, many are called, but few are chosen. Hallelujah. 
The Lord has gathered a people unto himself from every kindred, tribe, and tongue. And he's prepared a place for us, brothers and sisters, in heavenly places, hallelujah, that he may come again and receive us unto himself. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 And I hear the Lord say, it's time for the vision of Daniel, of Nebuchadnezzar. That Daniel interpreted when the rock, not cut out with hands, was thrown at the feet of the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. And a great mountain filled the whole earth. Hallelujah. It is time for the completion of all things, brothers and sisters. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, therefore, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We proclaim this is a day that the Lord has made. Hallelujah. And we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes. Yes, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy, Lord God. You are great. You are mighty. So we cry, Lord, you're worthy of all praise. Be exalted, our God. You are great. You are mighty. For we cry, Lord, you're worthy of all praise. Be exalted, our God. Hallelujah. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. Be of good cheer. The Lord has overcome the world, brothers and sisters. And so shall we overcome death, hell, and the grave. And we do and will overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil. Because the Lord has written our names in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I hear the Lord say that. Don't rejoice that demons and wicked people are subject unto you. But rejoice that your name is written. In the Lamb's book of life, hallelujah, blessed is he. Hallelujah, blessed is he that is called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Rejoice, brothers and sisters. Rejoice, for your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. He who has called you is faithful and true. Hallelujah. It is Jesus, Yeshua. Hamashiach, Jesus the Christ who has called you. The very Christ, the very Holy One of Israel has called you unto Himself and set you apart from the judgment that is to come, brothers and sisters. Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Yes, and again I say rejoice. Hallelujah. For the vain flatteries of this world will come to naught, brothers and sisters. Every high-minded thing shall be crushed and exposed under the judgment of the Lord Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters. Every vain imagination of the rulers of this world, of all the false prophets in the church, all the false shepherds in Israel, they will answer and give an account to the Lord in that day. Hallelujah. 
and the Lord will judge them and rule them with a rod of iron, brothers and sisters. But we, the bride of Christ, have not been appointed under wrath. Those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life, we are called to obtain the kingdom, brothers and sisters. Rejoice in nothing else but that your name has written, been written by the blood of Jesus Christ himself in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you tonight, Lord, for your grace and your mercy tonight. Lord, none of us deserve your mercy. None of us deserve to go to heaven, Lord Jesus. All of us have sinned and fallen short of your glory, Lord. Absolutely. And there's so many people out there listening to me right now that you did all kinds of evil things before you got saved. And people try to accuse you or even accuse you of things you didn't do. Call you all kinds of names like they did Jesus. Brothers and sisters, when you repent, your past is washed away by the blood of Jesus. Don't let the devil or his people talk to you about your past and what you did before you got saved. Because God says he will remember them no more. And as it's been famously said, when the devil tries to remind you of his past, you remind him of his future, brothers and sisters, in the bottomless pit. Hallelujah. We are free from the law of sin and death. We are forgiven by the only judge. So don't worry when people of the world try to judge you. Because you have one judge, even the Christ. Hallelujah. He's the only one you need to answer to. And I wish, I pray right now that every pastor, every preacher of the gospel would hear what I just said. Because they're afraid of the judgment and the gossip of men. And not afraid of the one that could throw them body and soul into hell. And that's why they don't preach the truth. They're full of fear of man and fear of the devil. Instead of fearing the only one that is worthy of your fearfulness. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. May God have mercy on every pastor. Every false shepherd who does not speak the truth. Hallelujah. May God have mercy on you and lead you to repentance today. Before you fall into the hands of the judgment of the Lord. Hallelujah in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes. That's it. Amen, brothers and sisters. That's the word of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hear for somebody. There's somebody watching me that needs to hear this song right now. God will make a way. Maybe it's about your lost relatives or something. I don't know. It's from the Lord. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works it out in his own way. He will make a way for me. He will make a way. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. By roadway in the wilderness, he leads me. Rivers in the desert will I see. Heaven and earth may fade, but his word will still remain. He will do something new today. Oh, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works it out in his own way. He will make a way for you. He will make a way. That's for somebody. Hallelujah. He's an on-time God. Oh, yes, he is. He might not get there when you want him, 
but he'll be there right on time. Or as the, the new song by Toby Mac says, you know, pretty new song. He says he's never early, he's never late. But he's going to stand by what he says. Hallelujah. Just like the morning, he always shows. Just like the morning, the Lord always shows, brothers and sisters. I've seen it myself thousands of times in my 21 years of ministry. He's never early. He's never late. He's an on-time God. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he might not get there when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. He's an on-time God. Oh, yes, he is. A rapture is going to happen. When you see people like myself sometimes and other people that can hear from God, they're talking about the glory revival and all that stuff. I'm almost 100% convinced it's going to be after the rapture. The Lord is not telling us. He's coming as a thief in the night, brothers and sisters. He's coming for his bride, and he's not going to tell us when he's coming. We're looking and talking about seeing what God's going to do during the tribulation with the 144,000 witnesses and all that stuff. He's coming in a moment in a twinkling of an eye, brothers and sisters. He's going to catch us up out of this place. Be ye ready, because he comes in the hour you least expect. Be ready. Be ready, therefore. To meet the Lord in the air, brothers and sisters, and rejoice as I gave you that text. That's the number one priority for the bride right now from the Lord. Besides being salt and light, I said that, but the Lord said to rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That's what you need to do. When you rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, not the fact that, well, you're going to overcome the world. That's what they're talking about, overcoming the devil. Jesus said, that's great that you have power over the devil, but rejoice therefore. Don't rejoice in that, but rejoice because your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's what the Lord said to rejoice about. So we're talking about the rapture. We're talking about not that, oh, the, you know, the new world order is going to fall and, and the judgment is coming to all these wicked rulers in America and all these other countries. That's not what we're to rejoice in. We're to rejoice in that we are going in the rapture and then we should let that light, that is the light, that's from the Lord. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The gospel is the good news. So we don't say, well, God's going to destroy the kingdom of Antichrist. That's true. But the good news, that's not good news. So I've talked about all the time. People that go on the internet, they, they talk about all the bad stuff that's coming. And that's why I don't talk about it. That's not the gospel. That's bad news. But the Lord led me to talk about it a little bit tonight because people need to be warned. We know that. But we're supposed to be talking about the good news. So if your hope is set on the fact that your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, that's your testimony. That's how people get saved. They said that 80% of people get saved from hearing the testimony of a friend. Only 20% of people get saved in a church or evangelistic crusade and all that. Go look it up. 80% of people get saved from the testimony of a friend. So what is your testimony? Don't take the mark. Well, that's a warning. That's not the gospel. The gospel is, guess what? I'm going to heaven. I'm not going to be here for all this stuff. I don't have to worry about getting shots or not getting shots or whatever. Because my name is written in the book that Jesus wrote with his own blood. I am a child of God. I'm going to heaven. That's my testimony. What's your testimony? That you're relying on Dr. Fauci to save you? You're relying on the government to save you? You're relying on the Antichrist to save you? That's not good news. This world can't save you. Jesus said heaven and earth will pass away. But my word will never pass away. So the things of this world are passing away, brothers and sisters. But not the kingdom of Jesus Christ. It ain't going nowhere. That's the only forever, eternal, forever and ever and ever and ever there is, is with Jesus. That's the good news. And that's what you got to tell people. You got to tell them the good news. There is a better place. There's a better future than what the path that you're on. 
you took the low road, you know, like the Irish song, you know, you, you take the high road, now I'll take the low road. The, the broad road, the low road, many people there, that's what you got to tell people. I chose to take the high road. I chose to go by the narrow way. There's a better way and a narrow way that leads to eternal life through Jesus Christ. There is a hope in this world. And it's not, don't take the mark. That's not a hope. Don't take the mark. The hope is, put your faith and trust in the only one that has the authority to throw you in hell. The devil don't throw you in hell. Taking the mark in itself doesn't throw you in hell, even though you go to hell for taking the mark. Jesus will throw you in hell because you took the mark. It's not the mark that put you in hell. It was Jesus Christ. And see, that's the problem with the world. That's why they don't fear God, because the church is not telling them. Jesus himself, who you think is meek and mild, dying on the cross, and Jesus is a wimp and looks like a hippie or whatever people think, he is the one. Jesus Christ is the one that's going to tell you, go to hell. Go to hell. So Jesus is the one who's going to say those words to you. Depart from me, I never knew you. Not me or some, you know, some preacher or whatever. The devil can't do You shouldn't be even fearing the devil. Jesus is the one that puts you in hell and puts the devil in charge of you. That's what happens. The devil ain't in charge of nothing, brothers and sisters. It's Jesus Christ is the one that puts people in hell. That's why people need to hear the truth so that they would fear God. No, I'm, I'm afraid of demons. I'm afraid of the devil. They're controlled opposition. The devil is controlled opposition, brothers and sisters. The, Jesus is the one who dipped the bread in the sauce and handed it to Judas. And then Satan entered Judas after Jesus handed him the bread. Then Satan led Judas to betray Jesus. Satan thought that by killing Jesus, he would stop the gospel. Satan didn't even know what was going on, brothers and sisters. Satan was a pawn, a pit bull on a chain controlled by Jesus. You've got to get that through your head. He is just controlled opposition. Like in the original Willy Wonka movie. There's, what's his name? I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Slugworth, who tried to trick the children to portray Willy Wonka. Remember in the movie? That's, that's an example that people can understand. And then... Come to find out, Slugworth was actually not a bad guy. I mean, I mean, Satan is a bad guy, but he worked for Willy Wonka, trying to see who's really going to be loyal to, to Willy Wonka. That's what it's like, brothers and sisters. The devil is controlled opposition. The devil is used by God to fulfill his will, that your free will could be exercised, brothers and sisters. So the world thinks that, well, you know, uh, God let God didn't think it was it was thought it was great to let Satan go in there and tempt Adam and Eve. No, that's what I when I evangelize. That's one of the number one things uh, philosophers, philosophy atheist people ask me. Well, if God loves everybody, why did he let Adam and Eve get tempted by the serpent? Because God didn't want robots. God didn't want Adam and Eve to be goldfish in a bowl or two birds in a cage. And I use that analogy all the time. If you had a cage with a bird in it and you said, look at this bird. This bird loves me. I'm like a God to this bird. This bird stays right here. He hangs on my every word and I feed him and this bird loves me. And then I would say to you, you got the bird in a cage in your house. Has the bird have an opportunity to leave your house? Then how do you know he loves you unless you open up the cage and put the cage outside? Then you see if the bird stays here or not. That's what God did in the garden, brothers and sisters. And that's what God does every day with everyone that's watching his video. He gives you a choice to love him or not. 
We have a free will. Praise God for that. We're not robots. So all these wicked people, they think they're so they think they're so smart. Atheists think they're smart, brothers and sisters. But the Bible says God's ways are not our ways. As the heavens are above the earth, so is his ways above our ways. So this is uh, something else I tell atheists, and maybe some atheists is watching me. By definition, God is all-knowing. So if God is all-knowing, how is it that you could know what God knows? How could you figure out God? If God is God, how could you even figure him out? That's why it says God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. you got to start out from the position where we'll say, well, God is all-powerful, all-knowing, and he's everywhere, omnipotent, omniscient. All those things, a big theology words. God is all-knowing. He's everywhere, and, he, and he's all-powerful. Well, I'm a finite being. I was born on this earth on a certain day, and I only know what I've been exposed to or what I heard on TV, radio, read in a book, or whatever. My mom and daddy told me, or whatever. That's all I know. Just like one one millionth of one percent of the things that you could know. You know, I can't be an engineer and a doctor and a scientist and a rocket scientist and, and a farmer and a... God knows all those things, and that's just one drop in the bucket of what God knows, brothers and sisters. So just the idea of God is like, well, how could I even fathom what that means to be all-knowing and all-powerful and omnipresent, to be everywhere? What does that even mean What for me as just a one little drop, one little speck in the universe? That's the whole point. God is above us, brothers and sisters. He created us. And he allows us to have a relationship with him because he chose to do that. God did not. That's what I say when I evangelize people too. When I do crusades, sometimes I'll say that. God did not have to create us. He did not have to make a way for us to have a relationship with him. Where is it written? Because people say, well, God's mean. He did this and did that. God made hell. Who died and told you that you get to judge God and say, well, God needs to let everybody go to heaven. Who died and said God need to even make a heaven? God didn't even have to have any relationship with us. He could have created us and then just what they call deism. Thomas Jefferson, Washington, all these guys were deists. They believe God wound up the clock and walked away. I mean, God could have started the creation and then just ignored it. He could have, and what would you do? What could you do about it? Nothing. It just so happens that God is love and God created us in his image. Just so happens. He decided to do that. Awesome. And then he made a way for us to have a relationship with him. He didn't have to do any of that, but he did. So, I mean, you got to start from that position, not sitting there trying to find tooth calm. Well, you know, God killed those people in the promised land and he's a, he's murdered those people. He, ha he told Joshua to kill those, the, you know, these different tribes, of people, because they were viciously evil people that had Nephilim blood and all those things I talked about earlier. And you're trying to sit in judgment about God, the morality of God. Where did you get the idea of morality from to start with? I mean, the whole morality idea came from God. God created morality. And then the creator of the whole system, and you're going to try to judge him based on the system that he created, the audacity, the vanity, the narcissism of people is why we need the mercy of God, brothers and sisters. That people could even try to think that they could sit in judgment of God? That's got a, that's a better defin, definition of insanity than what Albert Einstein said. You know, the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. That I used to quote that to my dad all the time when he got his first computer. And he kept 
He thought if he kept doing stuff a hundred times and hit the computer and yell at the computer, it would do something different, you know. And he didn't like what I said, but it's true. <laughs> but the real definition of insanity is to think that you're going to sit in judgment of God. I don't care. And there's Christians too. Say this to Christians. It's like Job. Something bad happens to you and you start saying, God, why would you let this happen to me? I mean, I understand the feeling, you know, but it's not about that. You know, it's about, Lord, what do I need to do to get out of the situation? Of course, the Bible tells us most of the time what to do. We don't need to ask. It's to believe God, trust in God about healing and all that. By his stripes we're healed. And I made many videos on that. You're in a situation. That is the time. When you're in the valley. That's all, I'm getting into another teaching here. When you're in the valley, brothers and sisters, like right now, we're in the valley of the shadow of death. We're waiting on the rapture. Okay. The big picture. Now's the time to praise the Lord. Now's the time to lift up your voice. Think about, okay, the Lord's given me a text for you guys. Thank you, Lord. The Lord's so good to me. I could never preach. Since I started, the Lord has been giving me stuff to say. And I don't know what I would do if he didn't. I guess I would be quiet. But you look in Acts chapter, I think it's 16. When Paul and Silas were in the Philippian jail, they've been put in jail for casting the demon out of the demon-possessed fortune teller. And they've been beaten and thrown in prison. In that text, it says in the midnight hour, in the midnight hour, they were in the inner prison in chains. I'm sure there's rats running over their legs. I'm sure there's poop everywhere and everything else. They're chained in stockades or whatever inside the inner prison in Philippi. And it says at the midnight hour, Paul and Silas were singing praises to God, brothers and sisters. Can you imagine? 90% of us Christians who were in that situation, we, we would be whining, complaining. Lord, why did you let this happen to us? We cast out a demon in your name. We came all this way. We gave the gospel. We did this and we did that. And now we're in prison and we've been beaten for, no, for doing your work. But Paul and Silas, brothers and sisters, were singing praises unto the Lord at the midnight hour, as it says, and what happened? There was an earthquake that shook the whole place. Their chains fell off. The doors opened up. And then the jailer came in, was going to kill himself because he thought all the prisoners escaped. And Paul led him to the Lord, baptized him and his family. You know, he gave the gospel to all the people in the prison and all that. They had seen the earthquake and the doors come open. So, I mean, the lesson for us is victory is... is I'm trying to say it in a sentence from the Lord. Victory is nigh at hand at the darkest hour. That's what I'm trying to say. At the midnight hour, the voice cried out, Behold the bridegroom cometh. Matthew 25. And the darkest moment is the time when the opposite of what your flesh thinks. That's a message, right? You know, it's a whole other video. At that midnight hour, at the darkest moment, in the lowest point of the valley of the shadow of death, any way you want to say it, that's the time when we should do the opposite of what our flesh wants to do. Our flesh wants to do like the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane. They slept. And Jesus says, you know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's the time, brothers and sisters, for us to watch and pray, as Jesus told his disciples in the garden. Watch and pray, brothers and sisters. Worship the Lord. This is the hour and the moment and the darkest time. But most of us, as the, there's another song by the McCamies. It's a Southern gospel song I heard way back when I first started, like in 2000. And it's called Even the Valley is Higher Ground, you know. And then the song says, you know, uh, talk is easy, you know. Praise is easy when you're on top of the mountain. But when things go wrong, you know, that's the time. You know, when people are in the valley, that's the time people have trouble praising and worshiping. But that is the very time to praise and worship is when you're in the valley, brothers and sisters. When, like it says, it's easy to praise the Lord when you're on top of the mountain. 
I mean, you know, God knows all these things. So God wants you to know all these things. The time to praise the Lord is in the valley. God rewards those who diligently seek him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hebrews chapter 11. That's it, brothers and sisters. That's it. Now is the time for you to thank the Lord for rapturing you. Just like faith that when you praise the Lord in advance, you know, thank you, Lord, for healing me. I'm looking for the manifestation of my healing. I asked you and I believe by your stripes I'm healed. Now I'm thanking you for healing me now. And it's and I'm looking in the manifest and I'm expecting the manifestation any second now, you know. I already received it. Now, you know. So the same thing with the rapture. I thank you, Lord, for rapturing me, delivering us from the snare of the power. And now I'm just waiting on the manifestation of that. And all of with all of my heart, all of my mind, and all of my strength, I know the Lord is coming for his people, his bride. And I'm just an expectation for us to be called up, brothers and sisters. That's what the Lord has called us to do. Just like Enoch. And I made a video years ago on my channel about that. What's this? How do you get raptured? Do what Enoch did. It says Enoch, walk with God. And then he was no more because God took him. You want to be raptured? You got to walk with God. Boom. It's just that simple. Walk with God in the cool of the day. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the name of Jesus, brothers and sisters. Jonathan, how you doing? Care Bear, Regina, Sharon, how are you doing there in Ireland? Praise God. God bless. Care, oh, I already said that. Care Bear again. Isetta, God bless. Hallelujah. Cynthia, God bless you, sister. Praise God. Yes. Hallelujah. That's it. We got to hang in there, brothers and sisters. I've been going on for a while, and I pray that people saw me. You know, because I came on earlier than usual. I want to try to keep changing up my times to get different people, you know, be non-believers, especially. Well, you know, when I come on late on Saturday and Friday night, you get lots of, you know, maybe young people who are gamers or whatever that see a live video and jump on there. You know, you can catch fish for the by the grace of God that way. This time of day, maybe it's more regular Christians earlier in the day. I don't know that. It's all up to the Lord. But I need to do a lot more very times around the clock, you know, to get new people who get might get saved, or we don't know. Hummingbird, how are you doing? Praise God. Surfy, amen, brother. Yes. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Hallelujah, that's what it says. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. For He has given unto us a spirit of love, a spirit of power, and a sound mind. Yes. God bless Jonathan. I know it's from the Lord, you know. Every week when I do the prayer and fasting, you know, extra, you know, for the Saturday night, the Lord just keeps taking me to a little bit higher level every time. So I praise God for that. Yes. How wonderful, how marvelous is my Savior's love for me. I wish I could remember all the words. That's an old hymnal that I heard as a kid in the Baptist church. Isabel, how you doing? Rita, Julia, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, how are you? Praise God. Maud, yeah, no, I have not heard from Linda Kirby in a while. Maybe a month or two. I don't know. I heard from her like a month ago or something. I can't remember. She emails me every once in a while and asks me something about what's going on in the Philippines, if there's an earthquake or whatever, and stuff like that. You know, hallelujah. Yes. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. Ray, how you doing? Praise God, brother. Yes. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. To him who sits on the throne. Mary and Carolyn, if I missed you, sorry. And unto the Lamb. 
be blessing and honor and glory and power forever. Yes. Okay, great. Good to hear it there, Chitty. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, we thank you for your mercy and your grace tonight, Lord God. Yes, Lord, we thank you for your divine Holy Spirit. Yes. And sweet Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly dove, stay right here with us, filling us with your love. And as for these blessings, we lift our hearts in praise. Without a doubt, we'll know that we have been revived when we shall leave this place. I hear the Lord say, who wants to be filled with the Spirit? Raise your hands right now. Receive it right now. I'm just going to, as the Lord is using me as a vessel, I'm going to release it on you. Receive it right now. Your healing, deliverance, whatever you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, receive it right now. And sweet Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly dove, stay right here with us, filling us with your love. And as for these blessings, we lift our hearts in praise without a doubt. We'll know that we have been revived when we shall leave this place. Hallelujah. I ask and I believe and I decree right now for the Lord to breathe upon you the breath of life, his sweet Holy Spirit to breathe the comforter upon you right now. Yes. Lord, breathe upon your people, Lord, I ask, not by might nor by power, but by thy Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, rain down your spirit upon your holy people, Lord. Perfect us, Lord, with your spirit and your word. Hallelujah, Lord. Create a right spirit within each of your people, Lord God. Wash away every stain, yes, Lord. Our every stain is washed away. We are forgiven. Yes. Yes, Lord. At the cross, you, you beckon me. You draw me gently to my knees. And I am lost for words. So lost in love. I'm sweetly broken. Holy surrender. Yes, Lord. And all of the cross I must confess. How wondrous is your redeeming love. How great is your faithfulness. Yes, at the cross you, you beckon me. You draw me gently to my knees. And I am lost for words so Lost in love, I'm sweetly broken, holy surrender. Yes, Lord, we thank you tonight for the cross. Yes, Lord, we thank you for the cross, Lord, that you bear for us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted. You were condemned. I'm alive and well. Your spirit lives within me because you died and rose again. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, would die for me? Amazing love, I know it's true. And it's my joy to honor you in all I do. I honor you. Yes, Lord, we praise you tonight. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your spirit of supplication and grace and mercy. We thank you for the cross of Calvary. We thank you for your blood that shed abroad in our hearts, Lord Jesus, tonight. For you have set us free from the law of sin and death. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We've been made joint heirs with you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you that we're seated with you in heavenly places tonight. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Lord, may you receive the reward of your suffering. May your kingdom be full of those who were invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Yes, Lord, have your way, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you the praise and glory tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, brothers and sisters. That's another, you know, the Spirit of God comes in waves, you know. Like when you're praying and you experience the presence of the Lord and then after a while it kind of lifts up. If you just wait and tarry and wait upon the Lord, the power of God will come again and even more. So I'll say this to anybody you can't, you can't, there's no limit how high you can go in the spirit. It's just only limit how long you're going to stay there and pray and stay awake. Keep waiting on the Lord. More and more, it'll keep coming more and more and more. You know, all you can stand. It's a fact. You know, you can't, there's, there's no limit. There's no ceiling. You know, I guess you could probably maybe even get caught up after a while, you know, and then, you know, possibly, you know, there's just no limit in it. But it comes in waves. It'll be like, it's nothing's going on. Then boom. Just tarry and wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace tonight, Lord God. Lord, we ask for more, Lord, of you, Lord, and less of us, Lord. More love, more power, more of you in my life. Ask him. More love. More power, more of you in my life. And I will worship you with all of my heart. And I will worship you with all of my strength. For you are my Lord. You are my Lord. Hallelujah. You're welcome, Hummingbird Cottage. That's it. Just wait on the Lord, tarry, tarry in the holy place. And then it will keep coming in more and more waves. Yes, of the Spirit of God. You can go higher and higher into His glory as you wait upon the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up as wings, on wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not fail. They shall fly. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, we give you the praise and glory tonight. Yes, Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. 
Lord, I ask you to pour out your spirit upon everyone that's tearing for you and waiting on you, Lord. Lord, I ask you, yes, Lord, let your spirit rain down on every person that's tearing for your presence, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, have your way. Oh, the glory of your presence. We, your temple, give you reverence. So arise to your rest and be blessed by our praise as your glory now fills this place. Hallelujah. Lord, have your way tonight in the hearts and minds and even the bodies of your people, Lord. Then put off the old man. Put on the new man. Hallelujah. Let them drop the flesh and take up the spiritual mantle carriers of the glory. That's a word from the Lord for you and me tonight, brothers and sisters. Take off the mantle of your flesh and put on the mantle of his glory. You know, as I think about it, there's a double meaning. You talk about being a carrier of the glory of God. You're talking about putting on a glorified body too and putting down your flesh body. We're talking about the rapture. Hallelujah. Oh, the wisdom of God is far above anything that we can ask or think, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We would put off of this corruptible earthen vessels and put on incorruptible glorified bodies. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The ultimate walk in the glory is to become part of the glory. Hallelujah. Walk with God and then be no more like Enoch. Hallelujah. That's it, brothers and sisters. As we transition from this earthen realm and this earthen vessel, and we transition to heavenly realms, to the glory realm, and to a glorified body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we give you the praise and the glory tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. That's it, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord, for the wisdom and understanding. Lisa, God bless. Connie. Regina, praise God. Hallelujah. Angel at his feet. If I miss some of you guys, I'm sorry. Because I just keep, sometimes I look at the chats and then sometimes I'm talking. <laughs> so, hallelujah. I like to say hey to people. That's the point of doing a live video. You know, it's to communicate with people a little bit here and there as the Lord leads. Praise God. Yes. Amen. That's it. Eh? Amen, Jonathan. Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Well, brothers and sisters, I'm about to wrap it up. I've been on here a couple hours. I think that might be enough for tonight. <laughs> it's all up to the Lord. Yes. God bless all you guys tonight. Have a blessed night, okay? God bless. I'm going to wrap it up. Father, I ask you to bless your people. Lord, with your glory right now. And I just say you guys receive your healing, your deliverance, alcohol, drugs, pornography, whatever. Receive your healing, divine health tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive, get saved, receive salvation tonight. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit. All things are possible to those who believe. Just receive it tonight in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord is with you. You don't have to ask the Lord. If you're a Christian, you don't have to pray and say, Lord, be with me. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. The Lord is with you. If you're saved, the Lord is with you.
You don't even need to ask him. He's already there. That's your faith. Hallelujah. Believe it. Walk in by faith and not by sight. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you all tonight, brothers and sisters. Have a blessed night. Carolyn, Mary, Regina, Hummingbird, Lisa. Not pronouncing it right. I don't know. Lanice. Of course, I already said Maud. Everybody else I already said something to you many times. Chitty and Jonathan. God bless you guys tonight. DS. God bless. Greta. God bless.